0: Welcome to the How To Dressage podcast and in this episode we're going to share some content from our brand new book Racehorse to Dressage Horse. Now as you may be aware we've just released a brand new book which is now available on Amazon and it's called Racehorse to Dressage Horse and it's how to buy, retrain and compete your off the track thoroughbred successfully in dressage. Now ex-racers often come with a bad reputation of being crazy and dangerous as well as having a long list of health problems. Now the racing diet, lifestyle and intense training push these horses to their limits both physically and mentally. Now no other equine sport demands so much from a horse especially at such a young age but if the thoroughbred racehorse is transitioned adequately into his new career with patience and understanding, these horses can be one of the most generous, kind, highly intelligent and eager to please breeds that you can find. Now we're not exaggerating when we say that these horses can turn their hoof to almost any discipline after they have retired from racing. Now obviously our speciality is dressage, the clue is in our name, so that is what we're going to be focusing on in this book. But if you have plans to show jump, event, show or do anything else where you're off the track thoroughbred, then the training outlined in those pages will give you the tools that you need to form a solid training foundation on which you can build. So our aim is for the retired racehorse to transition successfully and to thrive in their new lives, whatever the discipline. We want you to be able to enjoy the process and for you and your new horse to build a mutual partnership based on trust and respect that will last a lifetime. Now it will take time and patience by the bucket load but trust us when we say that your efforts will be worth it. So to help promote our brand new book we're going to show you some content from it and we're going to look at the chapter called Common Myths. Now unfortunately X racers do have a pretty bad rep. After all, they can't be up to much, or they wouldn't be so cheap to buy right off the track, would they? And have you ever seen an x racer winning a top-level dressage competition? They simply don't have the temperament or paces, right? Well, in this part of our book, and our guide to buying and training an ex horse, we take a closer look at some of the common myths that surround these beautiful creatures. Now, by the time you've finished reading this chapter, or listening to this podcast episode you'll have a much clearer idea of what's fact and what's simply misguided fiction when it comes to ex-racehorses. So myth number one is that racehorses don't hack out. Now it's a common belief that racehorses do not hack out but actually they do. Now from an early age many racers are long reined around quiet lanes to get them used to different sights and sound. Now once backed racehorses hack out in strings first as part of a fitting in program and then to get to and from the gallops when they are in training. Now usually the horses take it in turn to lead because after all a racer that refuses to go in front is neither use nor ornament on a racetrack. Myth number two is that racehorses can't be turned out. Now although most racehorses are not turned out 24-7 whilst they're in work, many do get a couple of hours turned out in a small paddock every day. So when you take on an ex-racer you will be able to turn him out and he will know what a water trough is and he will know how to use it. However do bear in mind that your new acquisition won't be accustomed to spending all day out in the elements. So do introduce all-day turnout gradually and be sure to kit your horse out in a suitable rug if the weather is cold or wet. Also thoroughbreds have sensitive skin so make sure that your horse has adequate fly protection in the summertime especially around his face. Myth number three is that racehorses are not good doers. Now if your ex-racer has trouble maintaining condition or gaining weight then it's most likely due to a range of issues, including, but not limited to, dental problems, gastric ulcers, worms, or stress. Now, these are all problems that can be resolved through correct management and providing the horse with an appropriate diet for the amount of work that he is doing. Myth number four is that thoroughbreds have bad feet. Now, this myth is partly true, because comparative to their size, racehorses are bred with relatively small feet. Also, their hoof walls and soles tend to be thinner. Now, the lifestyle and nutrition of a racehorse does not aid hoof health and growth, and when in training, he can be reshod as little as every three weeks. So it's no wonder that many new owners of off-the-track thoroughbreds complain of bad feet and poor hoof quality. However, with good nutrition, correct trimming and care, There's no reason why a thoroughbred shouldn't have good feet. Remember that a horse fresh from the track will need time to adjust to wearing heavier shoes rather than lightweight aluminium racing plates. Now, if you wish to transition your horse to going barefoot, this can also be done, providing that it's suitable and comfortable for the horse. Now, whatever route you choose, we recommend working with a good farrier and following their advice on how to manage your horse's feet to improve their health and condition. Myth number five is that racehorses won't pick up their hind feet. Now most racehorses wear a full set of aluminium plates and are shod more frequently than leisure horses so they will pick up their hind feet when asked to just like any other horse. Now it is worth noting here that racehorses often have all four feet picked out from the left side of the horse But don't worry, the horse will still be accustomed to the farrier working from the right side so this shouldn't pose an issue, it's more like a fun fact. Myth number six is that racehorses can only go one way. So since 1921, all racecourses in the US have run counterclockwise or left-handed. Now in the UK, most racecourses also run left-handed. And there are several that run clockwise or right-handed and a few that run in a figure of eight layout. Now although your ex-racer will have been trained in both directions it is likely that most of his intense work would have been on the left rein and this can cause the horse to develop more muscle on that side. Now that doesn't mean that your horse is incapable of going on the right rein or cannot canter on the right lead because with correct and systematic schooling, the horse will be able to work on both reins equally. Myth number seven is that racehorses have stable vices. Now, some racehorses do have stable vices, just like many other breeds of horses. However, racing yards have a strict routine which suits most horses perfectly. All horses are more relaxed and happier when they have a routine and they know when to expect food, company, exercise, etc. Now ideally, you should give your ex-race horse a routine too including as much turnout time as possible. Now when the horse is stabled, be sure to keep him entertained by providing plenty of forage, toys, adjacent company and other distractions. Now due to their high energy grain diets some x racers may demonstrate stable vices when you first bring them home but as they are let down and relax into their new and more leisurely lifestyle these vices may disappear. Myth number eight is that x racers are crazy and strong. Now some x racers can be excitable and strong but the same is true of any breed. But in fact, racehorses are often taken out of training because they are too slow, too lazy or simply not interested in galloping. Now when a racehorse is in training, he is kept extremely fit and lean and he's fed a diet that is designed to provide him with maximum energy. Now understandably, racers can therefore be on the hot side, but even the calmest of horses would be highly spirited if fed this diet consistently. Now with the correct adjustment to the horse's training, feeding, management and plenty of relaxation time in the field most ex-racers can be safe to ride and handle. Myth number nine is that it's impossible to find a saddle to fit a racehorse. Now this myth stems from the fact that some ex-racers have high withers however that shouldn't be a problem for an experienced saddle fitter because after all they're not the only high withered horse out there. Myth number 10 is that ex-racehorses are unsound. Now many people assume that ex racers come with soundness issues and that's the reason they are no longer in training. Now obviously racing can take a toll on the horse's legs but as we discovered earlier in this book racehorses can be retired for many different reasons. Now the most common being is that he is just too slow to justify the financial outlay for no return in which case the horse is retired sound. Now that said, you should always have any horse vetted before you take it on, regardless of his history, breed or age. And this will flag any potential issues with regards to soundness. Myth number 11 is that racehorses are naughty and hard to handle. Now big racing yards are extremely busy places, so the horses simply have to be obedient and mannerly. Because racehorse lads and lasses do not have time to waste with fidgety horses that won't stand still to be groomed, washed down, shod, tacked up, or clipped. Also, X racers are almost all excellent loaders. They are accustomed to travelling to and from race meetings week in, week out, so most are good travellers too. Now, many former top flat racers will also be seasoned frequent flyers. Now, remember that in racing, these horses are young, extremely fit and fed a high energy diet. Now, when let down, most of these horses are calm and obedient and display excellent manners. Myth number 12 is that racehorses are pullers and have no brakes. Now, racehorses are taught to run into the bridle and to take hold of the bit. Now, it's worth noting here that it is the horse that holds the bit, not the rider holding the horse. Now if you watch a race on TV as the horse begins to drift back through the field or lose momentum you'll hear the commentator remark that the horse has dropped the bridle. Now it's really a matter of teaching the horse as part of the retraining process that a rein contact doesn't mean go faster. And thoroughbreds are usually intelligent and quick to learn so the pulling habit is not generally an issue and can be cured relatively easily. Myth 13 is that race horses paces aren't good enough for dressage now some people are disparaging about ex-racers saying that they don't have good enough paces for dressage now it's important to remember here that dressage is for the horse the horse is not for dressage therefore any horse can be successful in dressage as long as his paces are correct and regular now race horses are usually bred to have a very good walk largely because if a horse walks well then he will be able to gallop well too and a good walk is crucial for dressage horses and much can be done to improve a horse's balance and self-carriage which in turn will help to make the best use of his trot and canter. Myth number 14 is that racehorses have tough mouths. Now any horse can have a hard mouth regardless of its breeding and history. Now while it is true that racers are trained to run into the bridle, it's worth noting that all racehorses are almost always ridden in a soft snaffle type bit. And with retraining and correct schooling, you can re-educate the mouth and teach them to adopt a correct contact. Myth number 15 is that racehorses cannot collect. Now thoroughbreds often have a natural conformation that places them onto their forehand which can make it a little difficult for them to work in collection. However, systematic training will bring about the muscular development and strength that is necessary to enable the horse to take more weight onto the hindquarters, lifting the forehand, creating a more uphill balance and allowing the rider to develop collection. So in a nutshell, if trained correctly, your off-the-track thoroughbred will be able to show degrees of collection. Myth number 16 is that you cannot put your leg on a racehorse. Now when they are first backed, the exercise riders will have much longer stirrups to the short jockey lens stirrups which we see on TV. And this helps with balance on a young horse that is starting to learn how to gallop. Now the riders do not use their legs the same as a dressage rider but they have had legs on them and with time and patience you can re-school the racehorse to understand new leg aids. Myth number 17 is that racehorses will struggle with flying changes. Now any breed of horse can struggle with learning how to perform a flying change even purpose-bred dressage horses. However, racehorses are in fact taught how to change their leading leg early on in their training. Now when racing, the horse will usually run on the left lead through the left turn. However, on the final straight, the jockey will sometimes ask the horse to change to the right lead by shifting their weight into their right stirrup. So an ex-racer will already know how to change their leading leg. You just need to remodel the aids and the balance. So this brings us to the final verdict. So as you can see most of these perceived issues can be dealt with through correct feeding, management and training of the horse. When taking on a retired racehorse directly from the track you are not buying a finished product so undoubtedly you will have a lot of work to do when you decide to offer him a home and transform him into a dressage horse. Now it will take time and patience but your efforts will be rewarded many times over when you trot down the centre line for the very first time. So this helps to give you a small insight into our brand new book Racehorse to Dressage Horse, which covers how to buy retrain and compete your off-the-track thoroughbred successfully in dressage now if this sounds like something that you are interested in or you want to find out any more information about this book then please head over to amazon or head over to our facebook page and just look for racehorse to dressage horse and if you have any other questions please feel free to contact us directly at hello at com. but to make sure that you stay up to date with our books training diaries our latest competitions and giveaways please don't forget to like and follow us on our other social media platforms facebook instagram youtube twitter and pinterest we truly appreciate you tuning in today to listen to our podcast and hope that you've got a lot from it For more, don't forget to check out our articles and other free stuff available on our website howtodressage.com and pop by Amazon for our range of equestrian books, planners and diaries to help you stay on track with your competitions and training. Bye for now.